This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to another exciting week of the Gilmore T-Vibe here on Click Central. And if you are live streaming, remember the the website rather is www.cleatcentral.com. And also on social media platforms, the hashtag is GTEEVibe. And the Twitter handle on Twitter, obviously, <laughs> is at GilmoreTEE and at CleatCentral.com. So this is a program and this is the show that you listen to when you want to hear everything Zimbabwean because what we give you is from the Zimbabweans themselves. So it's not twisted like a many of this information that we are consuming. So joining me on the show today is an exciting individual. Her name is Busi Pepe. She is a very opinionated and developed woman. Are you developed or you're Kalanga actually? I'm Lozi. Oh, she's Lozi. <laughs> Educate me today. I mean, the show is about educating people. Um, where do we find you on Twitter? Twitter, Gazi, uh, uh-huh. handle at Okay. She'll be basically sitting in the entire show. And we're going to talk to an exciting individual, so you just have to wait a little bit and uh, we'll share more information as the show goes on. So, for all things Zimbabwean, let's talk Zim. Making the headlines this week in Zimbabwe, according to the Herald, negotiations for the Zimbabwean government to rejoin the Commonwealth are ongoing and consultations are at an advanced stage, said the Foreign Affairs and International Trade Minister General Spusiso Moyo. General Spusiso Moyo said the new administration was not facing any obstacles with regards to it being a member of the Commonwealth. That's a new development, right? Yeah. Well, uh, it's quite interesting and quite welcome. But I wonder, what are we giving Um, back? What are we... I don't know, maybe we're giving some sort of power. I don't know, some sort of power and also opening up some spaces. My, my biggest worry is we shouldn't be too open because we don't... As much as I admire South Africa, I do not admire the way black people in South Africa exist or are treated rather and uh, in terms of uh, opportunities and things like that. So I think we're taking like a few steps back. We might be. We might be, we might be. I think South Africa and Zimbabwe are sort of like switching roles. Have you not like, <laughs> have you not been seeing those trends? I see the trends of South Africa slowly becoming like Zimbabwe, but I always argue with people on Facebook and Twitter about that uh-huh. because some of my friends say South Africa will never be like Zimbabwe. Oh, that's what we said about Zambia, Mozambique, and all those countries. Look where they are now. <laughs> but it's a welcome gesture that we are going back on the Commonwealth. Maybe in terms of education, we're going to have more opportunities uh, for our students to go and uh, study. So, in different places where and get also scholarships because remember there are some scholarships that are only for the Commonwealth countries True. so I I mean whatever I don't know what you guys think but would love to hear from you on what you think about Zimbabwe going back to the Commonwealth uh, moving right ahead in sports the Minister of Sport Arts and Recreational Kazembe Kazembe said the accident which led to the amputation of Caps United skipper had life Jirekwi hey Jirekwi's hand was an eye-opener to the government and he would lobby for a robust framework to look into the players' welfare during and after their playing careers. The minister listed the Warriors defender on his hospital bed to deliver a message of encouragement. Two days after the Makepekepe kingpin underwent surgery in Harare, Jirekwi was involved in a car crash in the early hours of Monday morning. Kazembe said government was already seized with crafting a policy to look into such matters after the topic came up during one of the recent conferences with the stakeholders in the sport industry. So, um, 
How about the government also looks into the welfare of artists yeah. in general, not just in sports? Yeah, I think I think for me the fact that if you're if you're a sports person or an artist, you mm-hmm. can't really live off that unless you're doing something else on the side. It's mm-hmm. quite sad mm-hmm. because sports as a talent uh, gives them up a lot of recognition true, internationally. True. So yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, even the welfare for artists would also be the sports ministry. Yeah. Yeah, but also I mean. Um, I appreciate what they're doing for him and really it's pretty much said that he had to lose one hand, uh, one arm uh, to this accident. I don't know what Do now... Do you think he'll be able to play again? Uh, possibly. Because it's just like um, the palm, yes. right? It's the palm that's not there from what okay. I see on social media and uh, in the newspaper. But it's sad though, I understand he was a very good uh, defender for Zimbabwe. But uh, maybe might be... I don't know if he's going to be able to play. I'm sure he could. He just he, he may need to practice, mm-hmm. and it may be it may motivate other uh, sports people uh-huh. to work hard after injury mm-hmm. and get back into the game despite mm-hmm. whatever injuries they they face. I just hope that they won't now classify him as uh, you know para you know the you know the Paralympics where someone goes just because you don't have a palm automatically you're put as someone uh, living with a disability. I don't know how that is going to be looked into. Interesting. Mm, because now they might not look at him as they might say, "Oh, you need to p- play for the para." Maybe this is just my uh, assumption. You never know. Yeah, the para big No, I know that there is um, people that go for the uh, Olympics, but soccer team, no, we don't have. Interesting. We don't Maybe have. he could start something. He could start something, or he could just play for the national team and, and, then, and actually sort of like uh, conscientize people to also look at people living with a disability as individuals that contribute to the yes, economy. Yes, who can even get into the national team Preach. and play. Yes, yes, yes. But anyway, all the best to him and uh, get well soon, my brother. We want you to come back and play for the Warriors that never win. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no blow. No blow. Uh, moving right along, President Mnangagwa launched the country's information com- communication technology policy to guide Zimbabwe's economic development through a coordinated use of ICTs. The ICT policy, together with the innovation drive and policy to provide funding to young innovators, were launched at the Harare International Conference Center at a ceremony attended by ICT and Cyber Security Minister Supermandi Wanzira. This is us. Yeah. This money should come. It becomes us, right? I want it. To reach us though. Um, what do you mean, us? As? <laughs> as people who do tech based stuff uh-huh. or on uh-huh. social media, mm-hmm. people do problems like this. Yeah. I think we're part of the people that should benefit from so, this. So, yeah, so maybe, but the problem now in Zimbabwe is like everything is put under wraps. You only find out when the people have been funded. And you're wondering, but where was the core for funding? How come people are being funded and we never saw the core? And the other problem is you need money to get this money. You'll need to apply for something, mm. pay for something. And by the time you get to Harare, or you are already exhausted. Exactly. But it's so sad because I mean, you find that the same these opportunities go to the same people. So what are we doing in terms of opening up uh, opportunities for, for, for new ideas? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, Minister Superman, you want Zira? Please make sure that the money comes to all the parts of Zimbabwe. Then we will be watching. You. <laughs> And if he doesn't tweet, we're gonna we stop him on Twitter, right? Yeah. Does, he have a, does he have a Twitter account? Yes, he does. He does. Does uh, he respond? But he's still tweeting when someone was accusing him of something, something. Yep. You, know, you know how these politicians are. Shame. Shame, 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 shame. But um, what about young people that are not in tech? What are we saying to them? Because I feel like the government has been doing a lot of STEM, you know, technological stuff and things like that. What about other young people that are in other sectors? What are we saying? Do, is there funding for them? 
quite interesting because this is the information age, my brother. Mm. Uh, I think there's a need for people or for the country to just take take to all centers possible. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that is why the president at one point was donating computers which never worked because there was no electricity. <laughs> that tells you the kind of work our government has to do uh-huh. to get uh-huh. everyone everywhere, whether in remote areas, mm. having access even on their phones to exactly. technology. Because exactly. you cannot live in this world without access no, to you technology. Can't, you can't. Preach, we'll see, preach, and she's pushing. Yeah. It's exciting. So, we're actually going to be talking to uh, Effin Lovu. He's from the county. <laughs> I could have known. No, no, no. <laughs> we're going to be talking to Effin He's from the Crown Council and uh, he's going to share a little bit about the Njabele Kingdom. You know, there's been a lot of drama around uh, who should, uh, I mean, the person coming in as the king and people asking, do we actually need a king in Zimbabwe? Um, what is he going to do? Uh, I mean, we're in the 21st century, uh, do we need to get all this thing happening? What are your thoughts actually before we even hear from you? I think for me, it's for really cosmetic reasons. It would be nice to have a king just to dress cosmetic. up. Cosmetic? Yes, <laughs> just to dress up and wear those traditional clothes, those uh-huh. colorful, the weather clothes, uh-huh. the dances, uh-huh. the interaction, the food. Mm-hmm. I think it's good for social cohesion, for mm-hmm. unity, for people to know each other, to, to know their history, mm-hmm. their heritage, their culture, for our children to know. Mm-hmm. So they think that milk comes from a, a, a carton of, uh, <laughs> you know, a box of... They never think that Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you take them to this uh, uh, traditional gatherings, they start to ask questions. So, mommy, who was in Zilligazi? Mm-hmm. What did he do? What mm-hmm. does he know for? And then they start to have pride in their culture, okay? Mm-hmm. So, we were a, a proud people who had a king, mm-hmm. and we conquered nations and mm-hmm. things like that. I think so, you think it's something that's, uh, that's, that's going to work for Zimbabwe? I think if implemented well, okay. it is. But I see divisions before it is accepted. No, because, I see that too. Yes, because obviously people believe certain things about mm-hmm. the Ndebele. Yeah. And so to them, having a Ndebele king is um, maybe a, a symbolism of something. Mm. Uh, maybe the reinstatement of of oppression for them because oh, okay. apparently as it came it took from them. Mm. But I think it should be understood that that is not the reason why people want a king. Okay. The people just want something to rally behind. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. something to find them. I mean, I don't know, I don't know, uh, but then what happens then to small tribes such as the Dao, the Venda, uh, the Sutu, the Twanas, uh, the Karaga, the Shonas? Yes, they can set up, they can also set but up. Is that not chaos, leaders. guys? No, it's not, because that's always been there. Yeah, but then now. It's like having many families mm-hmm. with, with heads of households. Is that chaotic? No, but look at the Zimbabwean setup. We already have issues with the Ndebele and the Shonas. And the Ndebele are now coming up saying we want to have our own king. Then what's going to happen? Are we not going back to sort of like some sort of uh, misunderstandings between the major uh, tribal groups in Zimbabwe, the Ndebele and the Shonas? And what are we saying to the other small tribes that also exist in this country? I think for me, uh, the denial of a, of a Ndebele king to those that want a king is a denial of diversity. We are different. Mm-hmm. It's like saying if I, I, I come to a group of people who are speaking in English and I decide I want to speak in my language or my mother tongue, uh-huh. then I'm refusing to be part of the whole. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just saying I want to be different. Mm-hmm. I want to be unique. Mm-hmm. And those people want a king, not because they want to subjugate other people or to rule over them. No, they want a king that can then help them with the recognition of their culture mm-hmm. and their traditional practices. That's all. Nothing different. 
Oh, okay, we'll just wait to see what's going to happen. What are your thoughts, actually? Because a lot of people have been voicing out on social media platforms. Please let me know, and we are going to respond, like I said uh, before. Did I say that before? No, I'm saying it for the first time. Yes, I'll respond to those uh, questions. And let me know what you, you want to see from this, or if you're actually looking forward to this whole kingship, or if you just think it's a lot of BS, because a lot of us think it's BS. Something so you think it's thing. BS as well? I said a lot of us, so I'm putting myself with everybody else. A lot of us think it's BS. A lot of us think it's a good idea. So where do you stand amongst the asses that I've... Ouch. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so talking about the Ndebele Kingdom, the revival of the Ndebele Kingdom has gained momentum since 2011 when initially Peter Zui de Kalanga Kumalo then seemed to be flogged as the heir apparent to the throne before a number of twists rocked the clan with a number of Kumalos disputing his credentials. So last year, 2017, the Kumalo clan named 32-year-old Bulelani Colin Lobengula Kumalo as heir apparent to the Ndebele crown, ending speculations over the throne which had remained vacant since the last king was overthrown by the colonial settlers in 1893. This came shortly after Stanley Rafael Kumalo declared himself the new Mzilegazi the second king before he was dismissed as the imposter by the family members and government officials. This year, the arrival of the Ndebele Kingdom has been making headlines across national newspapers and across the borders. On the 2nd of March 2018, the Chronicle published an article indicating the intervention of Vice President Campbell Mohadi on the Ndebele King coronation, seeking to find common ground with the Matabelean regional chiefs and organizers of the event. And on the 3rd of March, the Higher Court blocked the planned coronation of Mr. Bolelani Colin Lobemula Kumalo as King of Ndebele on grounds that there was no law in the country allowing the establishment of a monarch. A lot of more confusion has circulated around this issue with a lot of government intervention, secretly held events, Mr. Peters with a Kumalo challenging the coronation and a whole lot more of things happening in Zimbabwe. So much drama. So today I am having a conversation with a gentleman who is well informed about the Ndebele King coronation. His name is Efin Mube and he is from the Crown Council. He will share that knowledge with me here on the Gilmore TV app on Cliff Central and he's going to highlight in a whole lot of more things. Currently the African nations as Morocco, Lesotho, Swaziland are sovereign monarchies under dynasties that are native to their continent. Will we see the same thing happening in Zimbabwe? I don't know. Do I have questions? Yes, I do. We have plenty of questions and will he respond to them i just hope so so we'll see Beba is going to be joining me in this conversation and we're going to take mr effingham is going to take us through this and we'll get more knowledge i hope he's going to share enough knowledge for us not to have these many questions hanging on our heads there we go so if you have questions, please make sure you send those questions on all social media platforms who engage with you as the show is happening. But do I have questions myself? Yes, I do have plenty questions. And will he respond to those questions? Maybe he will respond, maybe he won't. But what I'm hoping to gain from this conversation is a more understanding of what's happening uh, within the Ndebele King coronation. So welcome. Thank you very much. It's good to have you here. Thank you. I mean, you're coming from the Crown Council, yeah. just leaving there and coming and sitting with me. It's such an honor. 
it's an honor to be it here. It is an honor. So I also have a young lady, or should I call her a lady, just without the young. Uh, her name is Busi Pepe. But I'm not sure No, it's okay, Busi Pepe. So she's also going to be joining in, in the conversation. And uh, we'll touch a little bit about the Ndebele King coronation. For those that don't know what's going on and what this is all about, just briefly tell me what the Ndebele King coronation is all about. Because we've been reading about it. We've been seeing headlines in the newspapers, but obviously it's not as much well uh, informed as we would like for it to be. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, it is important to note that uh, the last time the Ndebele people had uh, the legitimate and recognized king was in 1893, that is in December. And since then, there have been attempts, various attempts by various people to resuscitate or revive mm -hmm. uh, the kingship. Okay. And it is important that I state kingship mm -hmm. and not necessarily kingdom. Okay, There's what's the difference? The difference, the difference is that uh, a kingdom has a territorial jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. In other words, you have to set clear borders for the king to say you are entering the, the Ndebele kingdom. Mm -hmm. This is not going to be the case under what we are planning. We will still have a republic. Okay. In other words, uh, the, the the state power will still reside in the main with the elected representatives of the people. Mm -hmm. The king will act, the king, or in this case the monarchy, will act as the, the force for unity mm -hmm. uh, around whom people of different political affiliations, religions, races and so forth unite mm -hmm. to undertake their fight against poverty, against diseases, against want, and against all sorts of suffering that is oh. out there. And uh, uh, as uh, 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 lately, from 1999, chiefs uh, came together and initiated the latest, the modern search for the heir apparent, okay. or the heir to the throne. Mm -hmm. That was in 1997. And the work has been going on for the past 20 years, on and off. Okay, so it's been before, because from what I read, it's 2011. So it's actually been before. Yeah, exactly, okay. way before then. And it is important to state that it is the chiefs who must initiate. Mm -hmm. They are the ones who must declare a vacancy, that there is a vacancy in the throne. And they call on the royal house of the commandos in general mm -hmm. to bring forth an heir to the throne. Okay. Back to the chiefs. Mm. Back to the chiefs. Because the authority, the final authority rests with our chiefs in the absence of the king. Okay. So it is important. It's not just the commandos or a family of the commandos that makes such decisions. It's the, mm. the chiefs themselves right. who ultimately must uh, pay allegiance to that king, mm. representing the people. Remember in the past, the chiefs were military commanders. So it was always important that they come on board and pay that allegiance uh, to the new king mm -hmm. and say, yes, we do uh, accept you as our king. Mm -hmm. So this is what has been happening. Uh, and uh, we, in last year, that is in 2017, mm -hmm. 19th August, the Royal House of the Commanders uh, submitted the nominee, uh, that is one of the princes, to be a crown prince to the throne. Mm -hmm. And that is now crown prince Bulelan Lopengula Kumani yes. to the chiefs. And then that is the time when the, the preparations for the cultural coronation of the, the king started mm. until it was stopped by government uh, at the end of uh, February, uh, this last February. 
Thank you. All right. I have a question. Um, unless if you have one, no. uh, you can go ahead. <laughs> no, I was gonna ask, uh, but I think this one takes it to the politics okay. of it. Where if our government says it's unconstitutional to have a king, but you have these chiefs who are in the constitution, then having the right, as you say, to say well, there is a vacancy for a king, how do you then rationalize that? Well, the declaration by is a political declaration. It wasn't a, a court of law that said that held initially that that uh, the coronation is is unconstitutional. Because when you say unconstitutional, you, you you refer to a specific provision of the constitution that says you cannot do this. If the constitution is silent, it is silent. Uh, you may have your political qualms with the revival of the, the, the king. Uh, you may have problems, you may be having stomach aches over it, but it doesn't mean that it is unconstitutional. So even uh, globally speaking, all constitutional scholars who have gone through the constitution disagree fundamentally with the interpretation of the constitution by government all right. uh, that it is unconstitutional. They simply say it doesn't provide for that and therefore it doesn't prohibit it. So people can go ahead and, and do the coronation so, but we have a situation where also the High Court came in and said it is unconstitutional. We are waiting for a written judgment mm-hmm. uh, because we're in the chambers. Uh, it was an oral pronouncement from the judge. We still have to get a reasoned judgment okay. to say where is it unconstitutional, and then we take it up. Okay, so move as a follow-up. Mm-hmm. If you say this king is not going to interfere in the day-to-day running of government, these chiefs are already sitting in parliament, yes, sir. and they will be recognizing this king as well. How do they then rationalize this uh, uh, this uh, commitment to government and commitment to a king? Well, I will give several examples, but the, the primary example is the setting in South Africa. You have several kings. Uh, king Goodwill Zweditin, King Makosonke, Mabena, King Zwelonke, uh, and, and other kings. And uh, their chiefs do sit in the house of traditional leaders in the South African parliament. They do participate in the shaping of legislation, uh, policies, and all those things. But they still give allegiance to, in a cultural sense, and it is important to stay in a cultural sense, to the kings. Mm. They are various kings. So it is not a contradiction. You will see South Africa is by far the most vibrant democracy that you see around. Mm. Not just in this continent, mm. but going even outside the continent. You see it's the parliament, there's a lot of debate, open debate. The people have all the freedoms that they need. So we see that it is very much at work. Mm-hmm. And the, the the kings, the presence of the kings have not undermined the republican nature of the state. The representativity of political parties is still very much at work. You see, the activism has not been replaced by the kings. Kings are doing something completely different from what the political leadership is doing. So what are they doing, the kings? Let's say if he comes in, or he's now the king, what is he doing? We, we see a modern king, not an olden days king who just said they got fed and so forth. You see a king in the one that we are making who is going to attract investment. A king has to go out there and market his country, his people to say we need investment there. We will protect your property. We will protect your investment. We need a king who will reach across the political divide to unite the people around the causes that are primary to them. We need a king 
who is going to attract a lot of tourism. We see uh, throughout the world uh, the, the best range in terms of credit worthiness uh, mm. countries, in, in terms of countries, are the monarchs, the monarchies. Mm. Those, almost every monarchy has a triple A credit rating. They rank way above republics. It's an established fact. So we expect him to, to play a central role in human development. Human development is not necessarily a party political activity. Any other person can play that role. So he's going to be coming in to play that role to bridge the gap between and amongst political parties and the people of different languages and races so that they work together to eliminate the problems that we have. So it means he's not going to be saving only the developed people. Uh, he's actually saving the entire nation. Is that, is that so? It is extremely important to stress that, that we are not putting a, a king of Matabelelent. Okay. He is not a king for Matabelelent. He is going to be a king for those who accept him as their king. It's important. Even some developed people who don't feel a need for a king, will still proceed with their lives as always. No one is going to be dragged kicking and screaming to subscribe to the provisions that culturally we will be having with the king. So uh, you can proceed with your life. It's not going to be imposed on any race, on any, uh, any ethnic group, on any religious group or any political group. Mm. So he, he is going to be a choice king. A, a choice king, the one that you choose, voluntarily choose. So that is extremely important. But with the current setting in Zimbabwe, is this something that's going to be feasible? Because already we have a lot of marginalizations in terms of the small ethnic groups. And now we're coming up and saying we want uh, this king, who's from the Ndebele tribe specifically, to be the king for everybody else in Zimbabwe. In this setting, is it going to work? We are talking about the him and the system and the institution is well accepting every person who wants him as their king. But that does not close the shop for those who want their own kings. Every person is free to resuscitate or revive their <laughs> is own. It's not going to be chaotic. No, it is not chaotic in South Africa. I've given you an All example. Right. In South Africa, every ethnic group has a king. And it's not destabilizing their democratic settings. In fact, it is the most vibrant and the most united of all African countries. So tell us, how are you going to fund this this monarchy? Where is the money going to come from? Because that is a question people are asking. Is it taxpayers' money? Is it a tribute that people have to pay when they accept him? So then maybe they pay 10% of something? uh, Because traditionally, people would take something to the king every uh, first fruits of the harvest. And the king would then store that somewhere for the people for uh, maybe drought times and things like that. But the king was already rich. So what does it mean? Is he bringing his own resources to come and support this monarchy? Well, I have seen tremendous and profound support for the king in the nation. I can tell you that people have already donated a lot of cattle. I can tell you that a lot of people have already donated a lot of resources, different resources of all sorts. We are a resourceful people. You don't need always the state to come and fund. You don't need taxpayers' money. People come in and support. If I were to open the innermost of my heart, 
and show you that book, that credit book, the donations from the people, you will see that they are serious about everything. And these are not pledges, this is uh, resources you have. Resources. All right. Yeah, exactly. Wow, interesting. Mm. Another question that I have is, this is a, a guy born in, bred in South Africa, coming to Zimbabwe, there was talk about him having to get a work permit or something to like that. To be a king in the yes, country. Yes, to come and uh, work in Zimbabwe as a king, I guess, to, it's work to them. How do you then uh, rationalize that? How does that work? A well, South African coming to Zimbabwe to be a king. Well, two things arise from that. Let me state unequivocally that his grandfather was born in Bulawayo. Patrick was born in Bulawa, the son of Rose, the, the one we established at the Highlanders Football Club. Mm. So he was born right here. And if you go back to your constitution, it will tell you that he qualifies as a citizen by descent. Mm -hmm. That is one of the most important things. It states very clearly that any person whose father or grandfather was born in this country mm. can be a citizen by descent. Mm. So he is not a, a remotely connected person to the country. His grandfather was born right here in Bulawa. And some of the institutions that they established, we're talking about Islanders and so forth, but also in modern times, really, it's surprising that you, you get to have those questions. It's important that it is asked. I have gone around the world and noted that even in this country, uh, the people that are leading the United Nations that are eliminating your malaria, your other diseases, your hunger, your poverty mm -hmm. and so forth, are not Zimbabweans. So the idea that a person coming from another country cannot do a standing job is long lost, really. Mm -hmm. But in this instance, he is going to be coming in. <laughs> I, want to ask if, I want to ask I understand that he's a citizen by descent, but does he have the Zimbabwean ID? Does he have the Zimbabwean birth certificate? What can he have done politically to exert his citizenship as a Zimbabwean to be able to execute his job as a king of the people that then agree that he is their king? Well, there are a lot of processes that are established. I'll give an example for a person who is getting a wife from Nigeria. Uh, that person eventually becomes a citizen of, of this country. Initially, they will give the person a, a, a permanent residence mm. so that uh, as a permanent resident, he is able to work and enjoy the rights that are, are given to the citizens of the country. Mm. And after some time, probably five years, he then qualifies. into. So you can graduate it either way, and then the same is going to be done with the king. So what does the king currently have? Uh, is it not a, a case of one day will he is be deported? Because when he did come, <laughs> we heard we heard that he was detained at the airport. What we one day wake up and hear the it king has been sent back to South Africa? No, certainly he's not going to be deported from his people. His grand grandparents were deported from this place. Don't forget that Njobe was taken away from this area. He died in the Eastern Cape. And when Roth and Patrick came back and established the Highlanders Football Club, they were arrested and deported back to South Africa from their own people. So deportation is not a new thing in this arrangement. But he is certainly not going to be deported. Everything, every, the legal status is going to be well established. He has very competent people around him. Your confidence in the system is <laughs> so amazing. amazing. <laughs> My question was, why then is the government uh, fighting this installation of such a king? Like, why are they fighting? Because on the 3rd of March, they blocked the planned coronation of the king. Why are they fighting that? 
Well, it's government, but it, it's a dictatorship as well. You would know that an autocracy want to control all the power. They do not want any person who appears to be competing for their power. Uh, they, so they panicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, they, they, they wanted an ordinary king, but they saw that this one is not an ordinary king. It's a super king. A very big key. What is a super key? So they really panicked. They, they thought he was going to be a small king who was going to be squeezed somewhere in the corner. But they saw that he is a national and international player. And in the coronation, we were going to have kings from across the African continent. I can reveal here. They were going to be coming not just from South Africa or from Botswana or that sort of a thing. But they were going to come from across the African continent. They saw it from the visa applications and they panicked. Mm. That the whole African reality is coming to pay courtesy here. So then how is it going to work? Because now if the government is not in support and then the king is trying to come and also uh, play some role in terms of working for the people and both powers are clashing, then how is that going to work as citizens? Where are we supposed to look? Well, definitely, you're talking about government as if it is an extremely permanent and always permanent institution. Uh, we expect the government to respect the constitution we wrote together as the people of Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. And this constitution is very clear that we have the right to practice our culture the way we see it fitting, mm-hmm. including establishing institutions as an expression of that cultural belief. Mm-hmm. And this king is an extension of our Bill of Rights, is an extension of a declaration of, uh, of the Bill of as uh, the chapter four of our, of our constitution. Mm-hmm. We will insist that the government respects this constitution and it will not back down. Wow. <laughs> I think for me, <laughs> that's very interesting. Uh, I think for me, the other question is what's the role of women in this monarchy? We know uh, traditionally uh, women were not very prominent, though they had power. And now we have women that have power that is seen and that is acknowledged. How is this king going to then recognize the role women have to play in this monarchy? We, we are in the modern times. There is no question that women are no longer the women of 200 or 3,000 years ago. It's modern times and moving forward. So women have to play a central role in every institution that and every endeavor that we have as a society. So women are going to be playing a very central role, not as wives, but as as actors, as directors of institutions within this cultural institution. And it is not closed off for women. His daughters are going to be playing a central role. It's not just going to be sons like what was happening in the past. So women are free to play whatever role to the best of their abilities. Mm -hmm. It will be based on talent and talent only. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. We wait to see. We wait to see. Um, my other question is just on the lineage uh, of this king directly back to Zeligazi. Can you just explain that lineage of him? Well, you have King Zeligazi, and then you have King Lopengola, and then Prince Njube. After mm-hmm. Prince Njube, you have Ross, mm-hmm. that is Prince Ross, and then you have Prince Patrick, then Prince, then Crown. Prince Bulelani Lopengolakuma. You got the difference. Okay. The, okay. the, the other okay. ones were princes, princes, princes. He is a crown prince. Okay. Crown prince meaning he has been uh, in a very regular, organized uh, way, been identified mm-hmm. as the one who has to 
move into the throne, who is the heir to the throne. So he is the king in waiting, sort of some kind of a president-elect of a sort, somebody who has already been chosen, identified formally, and endorsed by the chiefs. It's important. The only person amongst the whatever you call contenders who has been endorsed by the chiefs as interpreters of our culture to say this one, everything was done uh, in a proper way to identify him and then he is the right person to be coronated a king. And I must state that uh, Njube was ejected. In fact, they were taken under the pretext of uh, being educated outside the country. That is uh, Prince Njube, Prince Nguboyenja, Prince Mpensen, and Prince uh, oh, the three of them. Sitojiwe, the last one, was still six years old then, so he was left behind. Mm-hmm. And then to, to demonstrate that the, the, the white people, the colonial masters of then, knew that these are the people where the king was supposed to come. When Rose, the son of Njube, came back with his brother Albert and they established the team years along mm-hmm. the Islanders football club, they were tried and expelled back to South Africa from their own What people. was their crime? Well, if they had left going to get an education, they are back home. What was the, the crime that they were facing in the courts? Your, your question is already answering what I was going to go into. <laughs> uh, the reason was not to get them educated. It was to eliminate those that qualified in terms of the developed culture, customs, mm-hmm. uh, traditions, and practices mm-hmm. to be king. You must have been born uh, to a father, to your father who is already a king, to a mother who married a king. Mm-hmm. We call that in Kosisarikos. All those, the older ones, do not qualify. Mm-hmm. So it's Njube who is the oldest or the eldest of those who were born to King Lobemona from mothers who married a king Lobemona. That is how it works. Mm. If you, even if you are a son of King Lobemona, mm. but you were born to a mother who married a Prince Lobemona before he became a king, mm. you will not give birth to a crown prince or a king for that matter. So there is a strict qualification criteria. Mm. That is why we went to Joe. Interesting. Right? Confusing. <laughs> Confusing. But, um, Let's, I mean, let's, I'm going to take you a little bit back. Um, I'm going to keep still relevant in today's uh, world because, you know, a world of democracies and a whole lot of millennials. Are, are they still relevant? When I see it in Japan, mm. you have millions of cars coming from Japan all over the world. So it works. Mm. You have it in the UK. People from other republics are flocking to the UK, immigrating into the United Kingdom, immigrating into Spain, immigrating into Sweden, mm. immigrating into Norway, immigrating into the Netherlands. Why? It's stable, it's peaceful, it's organized because of the monarchy. So they are still relevant. Yeah, extremely relevant. Okay. okay. But do you think it will work in Zimbabwe though? When people believe the developers came from South Africa, they took our cows and our women, uh. they took our <laughs> land, and now they want to come and put a king, they should just go back to where they came from and put a king, you know? Where mm-hmm. is coming from South Africa, exactly. the king. No, no one is going to go back to wherever. <laughs> no, no, that is not going to work. It's just a job. <laughs> every, every one of us, I, I always see this kind of a job. The Nevelers <laughs> came in 
this time as if no one came in at some point. Every other person, if you believe them, unto migration, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a small historian. I know a lot of all of us migrated from up there, down south. So it's only the difference of people who came at different times. Mm-hmm. It's just as good as when you go to a church, you find a man and then you're drinking together, is now the gatekeeper, then is accusing you of all these things and so forth. It's only that he came in yesterday mm-hmm. and you came in today. But both of you must be allowed. We are Africans. The most important thing is that we are Africans. In fact, even if you are not an African, by birth or descent, mm. even if you came from Europe and from or from Asia, as long as you are here, you are a taxpayer here, you are a Zimbabwe, and don't allow any person to claim more rights more than you. Defend your rights. This is your territory. This is your place. This is your Africa. Okay, okay, okay. I get that. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you want to add? No, I think I think it's 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 quite clear. Uh, maybe the question that uh, people would have uh, moving forward is, um, what's what's the who is Bolelani? Uh, is he married? Where did he go to school? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'd like to know more about this king. Because currently we do not know. We do not know. We just know that he's this good-looking guy who just came from South Africa (laughs) (laughs) and is going to start ruling the people. Well, I I think let me start by saying we will be releasing an official uh, statement in terms of who he is. Mm -hmm. That is extremely important. So I'm not going to preempt it. But you can always have to say he is yet to be married. He is going to be married definitely. And he is um, just over 30 years. Um, uh, born in the Eastern Cape. He grew up there naturally because of the history that I have lined up for you. And uh, we, we are certainly determined just as good as every other person to decolonize our culture. If people can go back to Mbuyaniahanda to get his bones into Zimbabwe, and we support that, I want I will certainly fund that trip to get the bones in. <laughs> we will certainly get live people back into this country because it's part of the decolonization exercise of mm. our culture. So he is one of us. Mm. His grandparents, his grandfather was born here in Bulawayo. You, you've, you've emphasized that. But maybe my other question is, being brought out in South Africa, brought up in South Africa, where it's mainly Zulu, will he be practicing the culture of what is now the Ndebele we know yeah. or became after Mzilegazi moved here and mingled with so many other cultures and therefore we've transformed? Will he understand or will our people understand him as a king that grew up in a different country? He grew up in South Africa fighting for equality. No country on earth has spent uh, as many years as South Africans fighting for equality. They have been in the trenches fighting against racial inequality, tribal discrimination and so forth. He grew up in that setting. He accepts the diversity of the people in this country that uh, uh, these are not Zulus. Uh, These are not Kosa. These are not Sudan. It's a combination. It's a micro a combination is a society that is a reflection of the entirety of Southern Africa. So he is coming in and fully understanding 
the kind of people that he's going to be dating. And mind you, he's not going to be the only one making decisions. He's going to rely on you and I to guide him, to advise him, like all good leaders do. Those who think they know everything always end up destroying the country like what Robert Mugabe did. Okay. <laughs> right. Let Robert Mugabe rest in, in peace. peace. Exactly. <laughs> He's retire, an old man. He needs, no, he needs to rest. <laughs> but it's fascinating because um, do you think Zimbabweans in general, are, are, we, are we ready for a leader that's young is 30, between 30 to 40? Because if you even look at our setting right now, our ministers and all those places, they are all 60s, 50s going upwards. Are we ready to actually have a king who's 30 coming to rule uh, p- uh, people who are over 70s, 60s, 80s, 80s. And they about their culture. And yeah. He's more modern, I think, than the people that want him to be king, the people that want a revival of our culture. We're mm-hmm. old, mm-hmm. And, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they, is it the same thing that well, well, I, I think about? It, I, I completely agree with the, the fact that we are a society that is an investment against youth. Mm. We have this negative attitude, we, we associate youth with ignorance, with naivety, with all those negative things. We don't find anything, at least from a distance, that we can get and harvest positively from the youth to develop the country. We have to transform our society. So the, the, the king that we, are, that we will be crowning is part of that transformational agenda to make sure that we move away from the old 90 years, 80 years people back to the early 20s, late, early 30s, early 40s arrangement where we are led by people who still want to see a better future not those that are already retiring. So we will have to make our people ready for this revolution, for this evolution, for this transformation to a youth-led society. Mm. Okay. I guess when young people that are listening, they're very much excited now because you're talking about involving them and also having one of them leading. Uh, Where do we stand in terms of the installation of the king at the moment? It's still on course. We will come up with a date, uh, announce it, uh, but also you will understand that some of the uh, part of the, the matter is before uh, the court. Uh, we were given an oral judgment in the chambers. We are still waiting for a recent mm-hmm. uh, judgment uh, that is going to be thoroughly scrutinized by the people. And uh, I will tell you, all the best legal scholars worldwide are saying the judge had in law and in fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are going to be taking that up. It's important to use this constitution as a tool of empowerment. Mm-hmm. Even if you know that the system is somehow rotten, and I must say very, very rotten, uh, we still have to use the constitution to defend our rights. That is extremely important. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Busi has any questions for me. I'm like, I think I think I'm 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 done with the questions, but I, I hope that the resolution will come even from the other two who had claimed the mm. kingship. That something is done to you know incorporate them, have them support this, so that we don't have like a civil war. Yeah, we don't want war in, in Zimbabwe. <laughs> My families uh, are fighting for them. One mm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. A, a, every person, in fact, Peter Zutagala and Kumalo, they now. King Yamande Dokebuda II and Stendi Rafael Kumado, now King Zelilas II, 
what have all the rights really to, to challenge, to contest for, for, for the throne? Uh, it's not a crime to stand up. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, our, our customs, traditions and practices as a, as a people will prevail so that we have one key. Uh, there is no war. There is no civil war. People are talking. I always share a cup of coffee with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are all agreed that ultimately we will have that one key. Uh, and um, naturally, every other person throughout the world knows mm-hmm. who that king is going to be. Okay. <laughs> but the fact that the three shows that there is a hunger for a king. Yeah, definitely. And it's also to a certain extent somebody said it, it appears as a vote of no confidence if you looked at the kind of mobilization that worked around the, the coronation mm-hmm. against the political leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, partly it may be that, but also uh, people want to unite. Yeah, they've invested so much on the elected representatives of the People Party. Uh, the MTC will split, ZANU-PF will split, this will split, but we would not allow the kingship uh, to split. We will ensure that it is united and it unites people across all the divide that you may have in your mind. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate this so you heard it from Mr. Ngube, and if you are on our social media platforms, please get a hold of us and let us know what you think about this conversation we had with F. Ngube. The hashtag is GTWE Vibe, and our Twitter handle is at CliffCentral.com, and mine is at GilmoreTWE. And what's yours, Busipepe? At, at Busipepe, hashtag Twitter. <laughs> and we hope the king is going to have a Twitter account so that we can interact with him also because we're, we're, we're living in a very modernized space. Continue listening and we'll be back soon after these messages. Wow, so much information. I, I like the fact that he's at least trying to highlight on some things that the king is going to do and yeah, also yeah. just uh, informing us because a lot of people don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's a bit confusing. And also how, as who is it going to come here? Yeah. Uh, like given his South African status mm-hmm. and Zimbabwe, uh, many people are confused about that. Yeah. Well. But uh, it, it's interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. What if he gets deported? That's my question. <laughs> Me too. Let me just wake up and... Uh, because <laughs> that's the question. Like, what if he gets deported? What sort of like uh, legally what holds him to come and be accountable for the people of Zimbabwe and uh, for the Ndebele people living in Zimbabwe? Because legally he does not have a passport. Or what if he's not deported? What if he wakes up one morning and says, I'm done with Zimbabwe, I just want to go back home? <laughs> and then like he has or something. Yes, then what? Uh, I don't know, I don't know. But anyway, I mean, listen, if you try to share some, some information and they try to highlight on all these things, but these are just questions that I keep having because um, I, I guess I'm not, well, I'm not used to having too many leadership things. I mean, there are a lot of leadership wrangles uh, uh, in Zimbabwe, but then we're going to have someone else coming in and it's going to be a, another complication. Hopefully it's not going to be another complication. Uh, to the country, hope not, right? And anyway, King. But the good thing uh-huh. is, he's not married yet. He doesn't have kids. <laughs> so if he does have a family uh-huh. and he raises a family here, then they'll uh-huh. be at home. Okay, okay. Then for him to bring his family from South Africa, exactly. relocate them to exactly. South Africa, exactly. for them to get used to our bonds, yeah. and our cues. He yeah. himself is going to get used has, to our bonds. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> But you'll be fine, you'll be rich. You'll be rich. Many people are donating stuff. So, so to the sisters, no, no disrespect to the sisters that are looking for possible husbands that are kings, actual kings, not just this king. Oh, yeah. The king is available. <laughs> 
he's not taking he us. hasn't been officially put yet. Yeah. So from what I hear, mm-hmm. if he's not yet an official king, he's still a prince. Okay. So, so he's still a prince. You better wait until he's an official king so okay. that you become an official queen. Okay. That's okay. how it works. Okay, okay. I mean just look out for him. He's a single gentleman. Apparently they say that. And also I hope he's gonna go on, on social media because um I mean create a Facebook account, Twitter account, get verified it's like good deals, they they listen on Twitter. Uh, but that one doesn't deserve to be on Twitter. He can call it, you're listening to him or something, it's okay. But anyway, I mean, listen, this is how, this is the situation. Moving right along with the show, we're going to just uh, go into Five Minutes with Sugar, a show that just highlights on the different ways that young people across the African continent are getting exposed to HIV and AIDS. So here is another episode of MTV Sugar. So, last I saw you, my dad was on my case about my graffiti. Nothing's changed. And I was obsessed with Deliza, right? Well, Deliza and I have become really good friends. And he's the coolest dude ever. And the best thing is, he totally digs my graffiti. Dope. And, and, and the thinking behind the ego? I'm more concerned about what it means to you, you know? I don't know. Uh, bird is a bird. It's a bird to me. <laughs> but like, when you look at an ego, doesn't it represent like a lone ranger, you know, mm. like doing its own thing? Yeah, and, um, and, and powerful and decisive. Exactly. And if you take that away from it, what do you have? But you know, you should tag it. You are truly, truly talented. My friend Bongi once said to me, be yourself. I am being myself. All right? <laughs> what does this movie want to be your friend, bro? What? Who's the movie now? Hey, 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 hey that's, that's no one. He's just talking rubbish. This yeah. guy got a friend request from Deliza, bro. No, dude. No, no, no. Relax, relax. I'll delete this by myself, okay? You and the soccer guys don't let me hang with Deliza. And they rag me every chance they get. Peer pressure is a thing, yo. Delete it, dog. Delete. There, there you go. You play your game. Oh, no, Delisa didn't appreciate my attitude, though. And he let me know it. Delisa, I wanted to say, you know, about the other day, I was, I was under pressure, and I know it's not an excuse. Nope, it's not. Listen, Reggie, I don't think this friendship is going to work because respect is important to me and you don't no, respect. No, no, Luke, that's not true. I, I, I respect you, you know, and um, it's just that sometimes I'm such a coward. You know, I have friends, Reggie. I don't have to force anybody to be my friend, yeah? Look, Deliza, I can accept your friend request because I was with the guys and you know, they have their own ideas about you. You're going to have to make up your own mind about who you want to be. It's all about the phone calls, all about the texts. It's about the feeling, about the vibe and the... So, I took a good look in the mirror and decided to live my truth. I was gay. It was time everybody got used to it. My friend Bongi was the first hurdle. I think she always knew. But now, I have to tell my best friend Q. So, what's the plan for the weekend? Uh, Teresa saw a couple of walls in Section 5. Why are you hanging out with that Morphe these days? He's a cool guy, though. Yeah, but he takes it like a girl. So, does that bother you? I mean, does it affect you who the guy wants to be with in his life? No, I don't care. As long as he doesn't try anything with me. So let's say I was gay, I mean, still be my boy, would be all cool, you know? Uh, but you're not, dog. But I am. Since when? Since forever, man. I mean, I've just come to terms with it recently. Okay. Okay, so um, that, that means we're good, right? I mean, okay is good. I mean, I really need you to be cool with this. Yeah. Yeah, no, dog, we're good. 
Phew, that wasn't so bad. Maybe this coming out thing isn't as hard as I thought. What just happened? The whole world is going nuts. So, I went to soccer practice and the guys started harassing me. It got heated. When they found out Q knew I was gay, they drilled him too. Q turned on me and punched me to the ground. So much for friends forever, right? <sighs> Thank God for my mom though. The most understanding human on earth. Oh boy, is it too much to ask? Reggie. Reggie, I'm going to get to the end. I'm going to get to the end. I'm going to get to the end. Go Q. I'm going I told him I was gay. So much for friendship. Mom and Tigulay team you won't get. It was so horrible. I guess now I'm gonna have to find a new sport. Never. You will continue to play. If you back down now, Reggie, no one will respect you. Trust me, Dunham. Mom, I said I'm gay. Do you even hear that part? I carried you for nine whole months. There's not a thing that I don't know about you. Now you listen to me. You listen to me carefully. You can go play soccer as usual. And if there's a single soul that even lays a single finger on you, then I call him God. And if she surprises me in a good way every time. Q tried to apologize. I know he means it, but he really hurt my feelings. I can't call someone who doesn't have my back friend, but I wasn't quite done yet. Deliza told me that if I wanted my dad's approval, I had to show him who I really was. Here goes. I'm very grateful for the fact that you, you guys love me both and I love you both. And um, I'm also grateful that you... But I can't keep hiding who I am anymore. Baba, I'm gay. Hey, Okay. Reggie is gay. We need to support him 100%. I support him 100%. Yeah, Mara, we expect you to have support him and long fun and to act him. Then to act on accept, yes? Just never! I mean, I can't keep living this devil life. So whether you like it or not, you just want to have to accept, Baba. told my dad that I'm gay. What did he say? Let's just say he didn't take it well, okay? Well, maybe he just needs time? He made it very clear. My friend, I'm sorry. I am a bit disappointed, but also relieved, you know? And for the first time, I'm actually gonna do me. Yeah, I'm doing Reggie, and I don't care what anybody else thinks. Yes, Reg! Right. spirit, you <laughs> are good enough. <laughs> my dad's attitude really hurt me. But at least I still have friends who accept me just as I am. It's hard being different. People don't like different, but I'm going to be brave. I'm going to soar like an eagle and live the life I'm supposed to live. Ultimately, you're the only person who can make the choice to be yourself, to be free. Thank you guys. Please get a hold of us on all social media platforms. Hashtag is GTWE vibe and at cliffcentral.com and at Gilmore T. Until next week, same time, same place. God bless and enjoy the rest of your weekend. This is cliffcentral.com.